Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. Tuesday, everybody. How are you doing? I have missed you all so much. Oh, so much. And I want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to support the Nails by Rob brand. We are a brand and I appreciate the messages, emails, requests for more episodes from the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast information. And oh my, oh my goodness, and the, the, the subscribers on my YouTube channel, Nails by Ra. Um, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do. I truly appreciate you all. Words cannot begin to express how thankful I really am. Um, it's been an amazing seven months. <laughs> and guess what, y'all? Your girl mastered it. That's right. Woo! I graduated this past May with my master's in business administration from the illustrious Clark Atlanta University School of Business Administration. And uh, my goodness, everything is still a blur. Uh, I'm still settling into my life post-graduation. And I, I thought, what a better way to take advantage of this break than to update my village of nail technicians about what's been going on with me lately and how to keep going strong and how to finish out 2022. Um, we're more than halfway over and I feel like I'm just getting started. Um, if you are considering going back to school, I recommend that you go enroll, get that certification, go back and get that degree, um, go back and get those continuing education credit hours. Um, a lot of states are taking those a lot more seriously now. Um, you know, they're required to re, um, to have your license reinstated, as well as transferring or endorsing your license to another state, um, as well as renewing your license in your current state. So sometimes you will get randomly selected to be audited for your continuing education credits. But I say this, um, my father always tells me, you're never too old to learn, so don't stop learning. And I, I hold that near and dear to my heart because that is true. And time truly does fly. And all we have is right now to do the things that we treasure most. So certainly, um, please go back to school and do what it is that you need to do to, to have that next step in your career. Don't get stuck. So we'll get back into more of this after the break. I just wanted to, uh, I did, I, I was so excited. I wanted to just get all of that out and, and share what's been going on with me. Um, long story short, I graduated. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. If you haven't had a chance yet, make sure you check out the blog. I got back to blogging after sitting and reflecting a couple of days ago. Um, that was something I love the most. That was something I enjoyed doing um, 
in addition to uh, being vocal with my thoughts, I enjoy writing. So when you get a chance, check out Confessions of a Nail Tech blog wordpress.com. I'll also um I'll also include the link in the description for this episode because uh, sometimes you may not want to hear my voice. <laughs> sometimes you may just want to read what I want to say. So make sure you check it out. Um, I titled this one "Not Just a Nail Tech" and. A large part of that is um, explaining my journey on this on this road as a nail technician and um, just what you know I've been licensed for uh, Lord uh, ten years um, in July. So again, this has been a very long time coming, and um, a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and just things that all the way go around with what it is that I've done as a, a beauty professional and then ways I've pivoted my career. So again, um, if you want a really good read, I recently posted an article, again, called Not Just a Nail Tech. Um, and I talk about my transition from the salon into corporate and then back to school to get my master's degree. And um, if this is something that resonates with you, this would be a really good article to read. Um, and again, Make sure you check out the Confessions of a Nail Tech blog because we are coming back with some fire this year. Now that all of the things that I needed to get done are done, I'm dedicating some time back to you all. So I was talking to my brother just a few days ago about salons and you know since I've graduated and I'm still currently licensed I'm, I'm still a licensed nail technician he asked me what my plans were about you know if I'm returning to a salon which we both knew the answer to that and then if I would consider opening a salon um, and just owning the business rather than being an owner operator I would just own the business and the operations of it and not work in it as a nail technician and you know I've toyed with the idea and it's something that I'm still trying to flush out I want to see what the next five to ten years of my life is going to look like which is interesting um, so to speak and I was pumped though uh, kind of a segue I was pumped because um, I had just paid my final payment to the IRS um, for, for back taxes and I know I talk about this in depth in a few episodes, maybe from season one and a little bit earlier in this season. But when I tell you that 1099 miscellaneous is no joke if you don't know what you're doing and listen to this episode and, and just take advice. Listen to me and hear me. And even if you are in this current situation with your taxes from 2021, pay those bad boys off and um, look into what it is. Um, that you think you should put away uh, a good rule of thumb is to maybe put away 30 percent of what you make annually so pinch away at whatever your income is as a 1099 and just store it away um just a couple of numbers actually i still have the paper somewhere around here um how much i owed in taxes and i owed i ended up owing 2018 and 2019 so that sucked <laughs> let me see um yeah 20 2018 I owed four thousand two hundred and seventy nine dollars and fifty four cents yes um 
and actually I think I owed a little more than that because this bill is, is old but when I tell you when I filed my taxes I cried because I didn't have that money just laying around who just carries four thousand dollars especially as a as a at that time as a nail tech um I was making decent money for it to just be me but I was responsible for my personal rent. I was responsible for my own utilities and my own upkeep as far as my car note and grocery and gas and clothing and, you know, things to make myself, keep myself up and together. And then I was also responsible for a certain supply in the nail salon. So whatever money I got went right back into the salon space or right back into my home, my personal expenses. And I wasn't thinking about putting money aside. So hear me, hear me good. Um, the title for this episode is actually 1099 versus W2, which works best for you. And I've done both. Um, when I managed the salon back home in Buffalo, New York, I was a W2 employee as well. Uh, well, not as well, but I was a W2 employee um, that my first salon, when I started working there, I thought it was great. Um, you know, you got to check every week or every, every couple of weeks and you also got your tips and you have to clean those, but it was still a good balance. And I didn't, owe. um, <laughs> that was one benefit of being a W2 employee. I didn't owe money. The taxes were taken out my check already, but <laughs> they were. And, um, when I made my final payment here in Georgia, it was just a, a truly, it was a root awakening because I I felt misled. I was excited about the 1099 miscellaneous because that lets me know I am a contract worker. And should I choose, I can hold multiple positions. Now, the issue with being a contract worker is that sometimes the um, owner of the salon does not offer you the flexibility in your hours or the flexibility to work at another nail salon, which is unfortunate because if you are a 1099 contract employee, that ultimately means you work for yourself. That person hired you on as a contract worker, okay? And um, one of the things I noticed is that once you start making your money and once the line and then you see, um, you look into the, the flexibility that you are missing out on by staying stagnant at one place and not moving on and being able to um, pretty much do your own thing as a 1099 employee, that stifles your growth. So um, make sure that if you are a 1099 employee that you are you are unwavering about your demands as an employee, um, as a contractor rather, um, not necessarily an employee, but you're under contract. So that means that you're able, you should be able to host more than one um, project at a time. Um, so yeah, as a W-2 worker, that was wonderful because I ended up not owing. Ultimately, I didn't end up owing. And in that regard, I didn't mind having to only work at one salon and be subject to the rules of that salon space. That, excuse me, that I didn't mind. The issue was as a 1099 employee, I was still expected to work as a W-2 worker and that didn't sit well. And ultimately my pocket suffered. So learn from my mistakes, nail techs and nail techs in training, seasoned nail techs and salon owners. Um, think about your employees. I understand that we're all in the business to make money. And as a salon owner, you certainly are in the business to make money. 
But if your employees aren't making money or they're struggling, guess what? You're also going to be struggling too because your nail techs aren't happy and they'll eventually leave like I did. So you want to make sure that um, whatever you chose to do makes you happy. So before we get into another break, think about that. Um, and kind of let me know in the comments, what, which one works best for you for those of us who have worked as W2 employees or those of us who work as 1099 miscellaneous or heck, even those of us with under the table benefits. What, what say you? We'll, we'll take a quick break and, and come back to this because I have more to share about uh, being a 1099 versus W2. this is my social media plug welcome to the village all my new subscribers and new listeners and just new people who came and found nails by Ra. i truly do appreciate you this is my shameless social media plug <laughs> make sure you check out the nailsbyra.com website yes we are back this is my my virtual warehouse my virtual address of all of the places that I have all of the brands that I have underneath nails by Ra. Um, on here you can find the confessions of a nail tech podcast you can also find my twitter at nails by Ra. also my facebook uh, at nails by Ra, instagram at nails by Ra, as well as youtube at nails by Ra. however if you just want to check me out visit www.nailsbyra.com i'm looking for you and i'm waiting for you to subscribe tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends about me all right ciao Okay, so we're back. And during the break, I had a chance to actually find my tax documents. <clears throat> the grand total that I owed from 2018 and 2019 taxes was, you ready? You ready? You ready to fall out your chairs? Okay, I owed a grand total of $7,881.62 to the US government. For what? Yep, for what? Taxes. Yes, that is from me being a 1099 miscellaneous contract worker working at a nail salon that I did not put away taxes for. Learn from my mistakes. Don't let this be you. I am sharing my story. I'm ready to tell my story. <laughs> Surviving the 1099. Um, yeah. So make sure that a general rule of thumb, um, I learned this much later in the game, but it has held me down ever since because now I am, I am free from that tax debt. Um, when you are making that money, just make sure you're putting away a good chunk of whatever it is that you bring in. Um, $5 here, $10 here, trust me, in 365 days, that adds up. And just make sure that when you can afford to put aside a percentage of whatever it is that you're bringing in for your income, do it. You will thank yourself later. Um, so I made 28000 and some change in 2018. And that was being a full-time nail technician. Um, well, no, let me take that back. I made 28000 um 
some of that was from being a full-time nail technician and some of that was from being a substitute teacher and my tax bill probably would have been a lot higher had you know whatever refund I was getting from being a substitute teacher teacher didn't get taken up by what I owed in taxes <laughs> but 2019 was all me 2019 I was full-time at the salon I didn't have any side hustles it was just salon full grit and um that there was where the bulk of my money ended up coming from and how much I ended up owing. Um, in 2019, rather, I made more money that year. So I was back up to um, between thirty-two dollars and $35,000 just as a, as a full-time nail technician. And um, of that money, I owed about $5,000. And I say about because it was $4,000 and some change. It was high. So um, let's see. That's what, maybe 10% of 32 let's see let me let me take that back so maybe making sure that you're saving anywhere between 10 and 15 percent of your income um throughout the year and putting it aside don't touch that money don't look at that money because it's money you're going to have to pay once you're finished and that's just from from the federal government you also have your state taxes and there are penalties um it sucks because as a 1099 employee, uh, 1099 worker rather, you're working for yourself and there is a self-employment tax that you have to pay. And I'm like, that is ridiculous, but you gotta pay it, right? Um, but again, learn from my mistake. Um, make sure that you're staying on top of what it is that you're doing as a 1099 contract employee. And put, again, stashing that money and putting it aside so that when you do your taxes, it's no surprise if you end up owing 3000 or so money, much money. Because hey, you put it aside already, no sweat, my pet. I remember um, I had one client in particular, he was also, um, he owned his own business. And when he did his taxes, he said, you know, I always do a rule of thumb. I always save 30% of whatever it is that I make because I know I'm gonna have a tax bill at the end of the year. I don't know why my foolish self didn't think that that applied to me, <laughs> but I'm just listening like, oh, okay, that's a good idea <laughs> as I'm filing his nails and going away. And um, when I got my tax bill the following year, I, I heard his voice in the back of my head like, hey, you gotta store it away, stash 30%, anywhere between 10 and 15, you know, those are magic numbers, 10, 15 and 30%, put it away. So that way you, it's not money that you're going to miss once it's time to pay the piper, so to speak. So again, what say you? I know I, I spoke a, a lot more so on the 1099 just because of my experience with it, but what say you, you know, I, again, enjoy the, the flexibility that should be associated with being a 1099 contract worker um, versus W-2 because the W-2, then you do have to abide by the rules of the salon and rules meaning operations. So you come in from open until close or what have you. Um, you're there. Uh, sometimes there's a no compete kind of clause that you have, meaning that you can't work at two salons at the same time. Um, Whereas a 1099, and you should make sure that you are stern on what it is that you need as a 1099 contractor. Um, I feel like the 1099 offers you more flexibility, or at least it should offer you more flexibility as a licensed contract worker to take on multiple projects and work at multiple salons at your leisure, because ultimately that's your money and your work that you're putting into it. Um, whether or not the salon owner agrees with it, that's their problem. But um, hear me and hear me good. 
If you end up working at a salon and you are a 1099 contract worker, make sure you make it your business to let them know, okay, that's wonderful, but these are the hours I will be here. This is my availability. Um, if they choose not to hire you, that's their problem. Go do it on your own. <laughs> and again, I say from that experience, um, I'm going to share a quick story. Well, it won't probably won't be quick because there's some added juicy details in here. And we said it's confessions of a nail tech. Um, this isn't necessarily a confession of mine, but one of the uh, salons I worked at. Um, I remember when things really started to, to fall, things started to go up in flames at one of the salons I worked with. Um, employees were not happy. Excuse me, there was a disconnect between the expectations of the salon uh, versus what the salon owner was doing versus what the employees wanted to do versus all of our contracts as 1099 employees or contractors. And, you know, for me and my background and my work ethic, I understood a verbal contract that still holds weight. And once you agree to certain terms and you've signed, you're agreeing on paper that this is what you, you were told what the expectations were, this is what you agreed for, and all of that and to do. And to my, you know, to, to against my better judgment, I wasn't necessarily aware of all of the benefits of being a 1099 contract worker. I didn't. I just thought that was just another tax term that you needed to know um, where your taxes wouldn't be taken out of your check. And that's where the owner actually led with, which caught my attention. Oh, the taxes won't be taken out your check. Oh, that's great. I didn't hear anything else she said after that. But listen, listen good, nail techs. You have to hear all the details, read everything before you sign it. So fast forward, um, I'm managing a staff of five other nail techs, and well, six, including myself. And things started to go left really fast. Um, there was one in particular who was working at multiple salons and the owner did not like that. But as a 1099 contractor, you can do that. And it started to cause some issues because um, our salon started to hit the slow season and we all have to eat. Um, this particular nail tech had a son um, and, you know, she was a sole provider for every for her family's uh, household. So naturally, yeah, you're going to do things that require you to provide and require you to, hey, if things aren't working out here, I'm going to find something else. And... Um, other things, other personal things were going on between the owner and this particular nail technician. And I kind of was in the middle. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I get it. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Because again, at that time, I was just excited that no taxes were take <laughs> being taken out of my paycheck. I had all my money. So I'm like, all right, what's the problem? And then things went left. A huge, huge, huge argument happened after I left the salon for the night between the nail technician and the owner. And um, we had planned to sit, sit the owner down and have a talk with her about um, the way that things were happening in the salon and just the way she'd been talking to us. And I understand, you know, I, I, I try to see things from all sides. So I had my personal gripe with it. And then I tried to see it from the owner's perspective. And then I saw it from the other nail tech's perspective because all of their stories were the same. Mine was different because she never took a certain tone with me. But because I saw it with other nail technicians, it was just a, okay, you may want to you may want to tone down the way you speak to them because they're people and ultimately no nail text means no nail salon. So you might want to pipe down. And um, huge, huge argument, huge fight broke out. 
well not fight like physical fight but a big argument <laughs> and uh when I got home um my my text messages were going off and hey Ryan will you get a chance and da 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 and I told her and pretty much saved my last day oh okay well all right <laughs> so uh, then I get a phone call from the owner and we're talking it out and I told her what my gripes were and she says to me well I'm, I would have much rather you stay behind and tell me you know rather than me find out from other people because I had a chance to just tell her I said hey you know a lot of us are unhappy with the way we're being paid and being talked to and I you haven't said those things to me however I have watched you treat other nail technicians that way and they're not happy. And this in addition to us being 1099 contract workers and before I could finish saying what I said, well, you all signed a contract. And because you all agreed to work under those, con- you know, you agreed to work under those pretenses, then I thought it was okay. I thought we were all cool with that. No one came to me and said opposite. And I was like, yeah, she kind of shut me up with that because she's right. I mean, you can't argue with that. So you have to understand the all of the regulations and all of the expectations when you sign up as a 1099 contract worker. I look at this similarly to um, contractors for construction. They take on multiple projects and they work on them as they get assigned. And no one's mad as long as the project gets done. And I feel like that same that same ideology should be applied to the salon because Ultimately, we all have to make money. And if you are a business owner and you're afraid of your nail technicians going to a competing salon or whatever, so what? That is their money. As long as they're here and it's not affecting the quality of their work while they're at your place of business, what's the problem? So maybe that's a question for salon owners. Um, nail techs, what, what do you think? Which one worked best for you? Because I, I mean, I know I talked about the 1099 and I kind of trashed it, but if it is in place in such a way that benefits the nail tech and the business, I don't see a problem with the nail tech having multiple contracts or multiple uh, places of business while they're working as a 1099. What say you? We're going to take another break and then wrap it up. Hello, my village. Now, you know I couldn't get out of here without giving a huge, huge, huge shout out to all of my new followers on my Instagram at Nails by Ra. I truly do appreciate you because without you, there is no me. There is no Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast and there is no Nails by Ra brand. So thank you so much for finding me and sharing and spreading the love. So without further ado, let's get into these shout outs. All right, shout out to at sit underscore polish and go. Hey, shout out to at dollish polish nail studio. Shout out to bear nails 202 m.nailsley. Shout out to Lainey Mac. Shout out to Daisy Nails. Shout out to Nail Aid. Shout out to Genuinely Nails. I love the way they spelled that. Shout out to Stacy underscore doodles seven. Hey girl. Shout out to Kai underscore polish. Shout out to K Marie. Shout out to Beyond Nails LA. I love how they spelled it too. Y'all are so creative. And shout out to Shell, the Catering Cutie 5. Hey, Sarar. Hey, shout out to all of you. Again, without you all, there is no me. There is no Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. And most importantly, 
There is no Nails by Rob brand without your support. So I truly do appreciate you and thank you. Check you out next time. All right. <laughs>